0: Ryan and Lance checking in with you. This is our this is our 4th of 4 check-ins for 31 days of or 30 I always fuck it up, man. 31 nights of horror. And um, Sounds about right. On my end there was a little bit of horror involved, but it was all kind of weird. I guess we'll get into it, won't we? Yeah. Um so you've got an idea for next year that's a little different, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to we're going to try the Thirty-one reviews for October next year. We're gonna see how that works out. There
0: is no fucking way I can do a whole review every day of October. So, what's your game plan? I know how the League of Geeks does theirs. They start January, apparently.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do them early. So we're we're gonna we're gonna give it a try next year. All right, I like it, man. That way we're gonna be watching. You and I
0: are gonna be watching the same movie, right? Yep. All right, it's up to you. You're the program director. You're not the programming director for nothing, Brian. (laughs) You, uh, I shall heed the call. All
1: right. Um. Uh, you want to get started, or you want me to start?
0: Uh, man, let's just stick with the format, dude. You go first, man. I think we're on number 23 of 31,
1: right? Yep. Uh, all right. We're not going to start on a good foot here. (laughs) Uh uh my first one number 23 is going to be a movie called room nine this stars is never
0: even heard of it
1: this is the, here's the selling point right here the stars Thanks. scout taylor compton michael berryman kane Hodder, and a few other people it's uh go wrong probably the worst one i've watched for the entire 31 <laughs>
0: that's some strong words is this a new one a 2020 yeah this is gonna be on the list
1: it could be came out earlier this year i gotta
0: see it then where is it where's streaming please tell me it's streaming somewhere
1: oh it's it's out there
0: oh no i'm gonna have to go fishing (laughs) or pay (laughs) itunes five bucks or something
1: oh don't do that no no yeah. No, it's have gotta round
0: out my bottom ten
1: list, man. It's uh, it okay. It takes place in the in this house. This uh, this couple, they uh, the, some guys like break in and uh, <laughs> they kill the wife. you. Mean... Flash forward. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Is it really this bad?
1: What really just fucking just made it worse for me is all the flashbacks they did they tried to I guess be clever about it and kind of make the every time it was a flashback uh, the the film would be kind of grainy kind of like groundhouse grindhouse kind of style you know the tracking would be kind of messed up and there was a lot of flashbacks and if you're in here to see Kane Hodder and Michael, Michael Berryman and Scout Taylor Compton throughout the movie then this is not the movie.
0: I thought they got top billing.
1: They did. But, yeah, I can't recommend this. It's, uh... You you see what's going on, you know, like I said, uh, a couple... Uh, somebody does like a home invasion. <laughs> the, the wife gets killed. Right. And you flash forward, and it's clearly somebody getting revenge for for the woman's death. And and it's almost two hours. I'm looking at it right now. Ouch. Yep.
0: yeah. two point uh, complete. Two point seven out of ten IMDb rating. Yeah, I'm. I'm yep. guessing you're gonna go below that. <laughs> below that.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh I've got to watch this. I have
1: to all right that was my 23
0: all right my 23 was was phil's cool of the week night teeth oh the one yeah the one you told me about so you guys are thinking there's gonna be a sequel huh
1: i think they set up a a world in here where where you can do a sequel and uh don't want to spoil it but you know you could you could bring some characters back
0: hey man i'm I'm all for it i like the I like the reluctant hero that was in this I always liked that storyline and um like you were saying the two vampire chicks are just nuts <laughs>
1: so, yeah I would like to see one of them stick around yeah
0: well, you know you can do anything with a sequel right yeah um i I just couldn't help though but think about Jesse. The whole time I was seeing Debbie Ryan because the granddaughter used to watch that religiously.
1: Oh, that's was that, okay? I was trying to figure out where she was from.
0: Yeah, a, she's a Dis, Disney brand, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not top ten, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I'm glad I watched it. I'm not sure if I'm quite quite as excited as as, as you and Philip were, but um, if there is a sequel, perchance. I'll sink my teeth into it. You see what I did
1: there? Yes, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, number four or twenty-four is uh, uh, did a little spoiler last uh, last episode. Um, We interviewed uh, the lovely Deborah Boyhees for this one. Yes, finally came out thirteen fanboy. And? and um I, I was entertained. Ah, that's good little good good little slasher film and uh of course the the main selling point was seeing all the um original cast uh from different uh, Friday the 13th movies pop up and of course the lovely uh Dee Wallace played a uh, fictional version of herself. Okay. Cuz you know, of course she was she was never in the, the franchise, so she played a fictional version of her that starred in one of the Friday, Friday 13th movies.
0: Interesting. So, all right. That's they kind of re- rewrote the script the way a lot of people are doing now with going to just a sequel that's supposed to be only the direct sequel to the original movie and nothing else, right? Discounting all the others.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's set in the, the real world and, uh, the, the the killer is, uh, basically an obsessed fan of the franchise, and he's, like, stalking all these, uh, people that were, you know, from different movies, and, yeah, it was, uh, just really cool to see, uh, how she was able to get all these, uh, Actors from from the different movies of the franchise in here, you know whether it was uh, main parts or just you know cameos. I thought I thought that was really cool and a uh, great job on uh, putting together a little slasher movie.
0: A lot better done than Room Nine, huh? Oh,
1: uh, way better.
0: All right. Um. All right. <clears throat> for for my next movie, man, I I just kind of. I don't know, dude. I just dove off into um, Amazon Prime Land, the land of a billion horror movies that are not <laughs> not top-notch necessarily, but uh 2021 movie called Grave Intentions. It's an anthology. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. it it's It's not bad, bad, but it's not great. Um, I, I, I preferred VHS 94 a lot better as far as mm-hmm. anthology movies for the year so far. I think I thought the main actress was really, really good with what she was doing. <clears throat> you know, the one that was kind of in the wraparound. But okay. quite frankly, I mean, <laughs> her wraparound had literally nothing to do with any of the story. Um, which made no sense at all. You could tell I just got a bunch of short films from amateur filmmakers and put a nice little wraparound about a, a lady who practices voodoo and tells you different voodoo spells between each film, which is, ah, ah she, she, she acted her heart out, all right? I'll tell you that. She, she did great for what she did. Um, first segment, Robert uh, Robert Forster, rest in peace, actually showed up. Um, not sure if this was his final role, but there was kind of no end to that story, which leads me to believe that maybe he passed on before they were able to to get to get the short film finished up. There were there were a couple of them like from different countries that were decent. The American wins were all pretty blah, but uh I don't know, man, if you're totally out of movies to watch and you got to watch something, go to Amazon Prime and for free you can watch gr- uh, grave intentions. Twenty
1: twenty one. All right, uh, moving on to number twenty five is a shutter release. Uh, the medium.
0: I have probably, heard of this one.
1: Probably one of my favorite ones of thirty one nights of uh, horror that I've done. The medium. Yeah.
0: No shit. Um,
1: okay, it's a long movie, maybe, right? Um. Okay, let me uh, let me put it this way: the the it's it's uh, subtitled. It's mm-hmm. uh, set in Indonesia. It, let me read the synopsis real quick: a horrifying story of a shaman's inheritance in the Isan region of Thailand. What could be possessing a family member might might not be the goddess they make it out to be. And I was almost about to tap out okay the the first the first half of the movie because it was a lot of a lot of talking a lot of setup and it being subtitled i i I just kind of i was almost getting a little little bored of it Mm -hmm. but once the possession happened i completely loved this movie okay and uh yeah basically this this girl she was kind of it was her next it was her turn to kind of inherit being the shaman of the the i don't don't know of the family or or something of the village or something Mm -hmm. and she kind of didn't want to do it and turned it down and then something ended up happening to her and she got possessed and when she got fully possessed it just kind of just went off the rails and this is a possession movie. This is what I want to see in a possession movie. The stuff that was happening was creepy. Uh, it got it got bloody and violent near the end. And yeah, definitely recommend uh, the medium on Shudder.
0: Nice. Okay, so it's kind of possession done right then, huh? Yep. Yeah. All right, I'll check this out, but not around the wife. I guarantee you. Um, oh, she she will not like this. If she, you said she doesn't like that kind of new stuff. new. And just like okay, so now the next movie on my list. This is when I went out of my way to to see when the wife was at work, uh, but I've never seen it before. First time watching, I heard it was kind of batshit crazy. So uh, finally checked out The Exorcist three. Ah, um, you never seen it before? Never before. Otherwise known as Legion, huh? uh yeah. I think it's based on a book Brad Doth dude I don't know why everything I'm turning on lately has Brad Dorfth in it like I'll just randomly turn on HBO and there's Brad Doth in a movie I randomly it's everywhere I randomly pick a film and he's in there but <clears throat> this was a performance of a lifetime for him man playing the killer mm-hmm. um you've got some you know great great actors in there George C. Scott. Uh, Ed Flanders these are like big names um, Scott Wilson who was big if you watch the early seasons of The Walking Dead but um, nobody nobody could hold a candle to Brad Dourif in this one man I, I'm not sure if I loved it or if I kind of hated it because it was so so crazy and out there but let's just say that there was one scene that went into a dream sequence with se- several, several cameos do you remember this?
1: Yeah, um...
0: People just just started show, showing up like a fucking Fabio, and uh was, uh, was it Wilt Chamberlain? I think Wilt the still showed up in the dream sequence as an angel or something. Just like...
1: Yeah, it was quite a few people.
0: Totally fucking random people, man. It was, uh... I don't know, man. It, 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 it's, oh, Patrick Ewing. That's who it was. Oh, Not Wilt Stilt, but the great New York Knicks, Patrick Ewing, showed up as the angel of death. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson, dream blind man. I didn't even notice him. He must have been in it a very (laughs) short time. Uh, (laughs) It it was a trip. It's recommended for sure, but uh, you might want to get green for this one.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's one of the better ones out of the franchise. Of course, you know, not as good as the first one, but definitely better than the the second one. What was the second one? The The Heretic? Never, never seen that one either. It's um, not good. Okay. Does have Linda Blair in it, though.
0: Yeah, this one didn't. And it kind of felt like they sort of shoehorned the first movie into this. You could tell it was a totally different story. And that kind of yeah. yeah, threw me off a little bit, but uh, eh, fuck it. Maybe they just should have called it Legion um, instead of the Paul Bettany
1: movie that came out 20 years later, you know? Yeah. All right, my number 26 here. I always, uh, well, not always, for the last couple of years, have been including uh, short films into my thirty-one. We are. We are totally
0: on the this, same path because everything you say, I, I, am going to say something that's going to be similar to that too.
1: Uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Uh, my number twenty six is a film on the wonderful YouTube channel called Alter. A uh, lot of great uh, short horror films on there. Alter. And uh, Lance, yeah, Lance, uh, you like the sci-fi, so uh, you should check out another one uh, that they're kind of not kind of, they are affiliated with, is called Dust. Dust. They do uh, sci-fi short films.
0: Ah, okay. Uh,
1: but the one I checked out on alter was called Milk Teeth. Milk Teeth. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, it's uh, a, it starts out with a boy. He's flossing his teeth, and basically he's flossing the tooth to purposely get it out so he can <laughs> have a tooth to, to put under the pillow <laughs> for the Tooth Fairy. Okay and he's in he's in an orphanage Uh so he wants the money to to get something because you know they don't have much you know being in an orphan and the tooth accidentally gets dropped down the drain and he hears something in the drain and it's some kind of creature that offers him i guess basically a replacement tooth to put under his bed because it wants to keep his tooth and then when he puts the replacement tooth under the bed, he wakes up and there's gold coins there.
0: Holy shit! A leprechaun. Sh-
1: and huh? then, yeah, and this ends up having the rest of the the orphans. Basically, you have all these orphans like purposely knocking their tooth out <laughs> in different ways.
0: I would too. Can't blame them, right?
1: And let's just say it's not the tooth fairy they're giving their teeth to. Hmm ends up something coming after them near the end of the short film.
0: And this is all just a short film, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, uh... I can't remember. I think it's a little over ten minutes. Holy shit. Maybe closer to, like, eleven, twelve minutes long. Well,
0: fuck, dude. They, whoever made it is, must be a good filmmaker, because they got a lot of a lot of story into that, that amount of time, for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, the director is Felipe Vargas, and it was written by Nick Lopez. Very, uh... Lance, I'm seeing a lot of potentially future uh, feature-length filmmakers with some of the short films I've been seeing over the past month. There's a lot of creative, uh, talented filmmakers out there. Maybe I need to check some stuff out then. Yeah, I mean, you gotta think, you know, stuff like uh, Mama and Lights Out. That's right. right. Those were all short films first. Well, and YouTube
0: is free. You know? Yep. Uh, so, all right, Milk milk Teeth. I'll check it out.
1: Yep, on altar.
0: like the way you think. I also watched a short film for mine, number 26. Not as uh, artistic, I don't think, but more classic, maybe. Um, <clears throat> with a granddaughter, introduced her to It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, classic. It is a classic, but upon further review... It's not that great. <laughs> I don't. Doesn't know, hold man. up. It's it's pretty dated, dude. There's so much that I'm so jaded this year, aren't I? All my favorites, I'm saying they they feel dated this year.
1: Yeah, I mean it. it it's a classic, you know. It's a it's something that I'm sure many many people neither watched or had it on in the background during October.
0: Can I say something without offending any of our audience members? Probably not. Somebody's about to get pissed, but it just, it just seems so phony the way it's so culturally non-diverse. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it. It's just very, very white. I don't know, man. It was a, It was real corny this time, dude. But, you know, at least now the granddaughter has seen It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And will we check out the Thanksgiving one and Christmas? Maybe so. We'll see. But at least it was a good way to kill 20 minutes.
1: All right. Uh, Number 27. Heading over to Netflix for this one. Uh, New release. Starring, uh, what is her name? Uh, Kate, Kate Siegel. Uh, the wife
0: of uh, the director, right?
1: Mike Flanagan. Not,
0: not to be confused with Peg from Married with Children, Katie Sagel.
1: No, not her. Uh, this one is hypnotic, okay. and essentially she is a woman that's seeking kind of, you know, she she has issues, okay, and she gets uh, referred to a therapist who uses uh, hypno hypnotic uh, hypnotherapy or whatever it's called hmm. and uh she kind of feels like uh when after she gets put under she can't really remember what happens and she kind of feels like maybe she's done something bad <laughs>
0: this, this reminds me of the stories of um rape rape victims <laughs> that go to the dentist and get uh... Under yeah, make up for it's, the bloody. Uh...
1: <laughs> like it, it's not, it's nothing, nothing rapey in here. Oh, thank God. It's a, I mean, well, the guy, oh, I can't really.
0: You don't want to give. Basically,
1: I, I, I'll tell one scene. She is. uh You get introduced to her ex-boyfriend. You <laughs> you find out. You know something happened. Ah. To where okay. they're not together. It, I don't I don't even really remember if they even go to why they're not together but he still wants to be with her and she ends up having him over for dinner blacking out waking up and he is on the floor convulsing because she uh-huh. put almond extract into his salad and she knows that there's no way she could have did it on her own or free of free mind because he's alert deadly allergic to almonds sounds so she couldn't...
0: Kind of, yeah sounds suspiciously like uh the conjuring 3 the devil made me do it huh
1: yeah but i i was slightly more entertained <laughs> okay with all one. right uh, with, no with this one than the conjuring 3 cuz the conjuring yeah. 3 was, was fucking good it
0: was it it was a big da- it was a big downslide after the the
1: last two right yeah uh hypnotic's not not the greatest of movie, but it's on Netflix. It's something okay. to throw on. I do, I do like Kate Siegel, if I'm pronouncing her name right. Yeah, she's hot, and uh, she's hot. Yeah. Kind of wondering if maybe this would have been better if her husband had directed it. So.
0: Ah uh, well, I actually that's funny you mentioned it. I was looking looking through my Netflix queue, and I think I added it to the queue earlier today.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure AJ would rather watch uh Hypnotic than The Medium. Okay. I I hear you loud and clear. She'll probably she'll probably figure out what's going on before you.
0: Not not to be confused with the
1: alcohol drink Hypnotic, right? Oh gosh. <laughs> many 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 sick nights. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh man, ready to move on? Yep. All right. So uh so I went from a, a dated piece of shit, <laughs> in, in my opinion, this year <clears throat> that I just couldn't get into with the granddaughter to uh, an absolute classic that, um, wow, man, I just can't believe how much love they put into the animation for this movie. But next thing that we checked out right after old uh, monotone Charlie Brown was The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's It's an absolute classic, man. Mm. Very, very well animated movie and <clears throat> musical. So you know I love it. Yeah. Um, great voice talents, uh, great songs. Um, but yeah, the, the the animation just blows you away, and the creativity to come up with those different trees in the forest—like ones for Easter, ones for Halloween, ones for Christmas—and mm-hmm. you walk into them. Um, just a just a beautiful, beautiful little film, man. Um.
1: The granddaughter
0: watch it. She did, and she loved it was, a lot. Was it her first time? Yeah, and she loved it a lot more than Charlie Brown. I can tell you that. <laughs> it definitely kept her uh, attention.
1: Yeah, not to not to pile on Charlie Brown, but I, I think there's a, a lot more to kind of get into with the the world that was created in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh my God, dude! It's
0: it's it's like one dimension versus twelve dimensions. You know. Yeah, it's just wow! What a you know what? Quite frankly, man, I think that's what turned me off so much on Charlie Brown was just how much more intense and immersive this was compared to to that. Um, ah, anyway, uh, it was a great experience. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, huge recommend.
1: All right, moving on to number twenty eight. Lance uh, this one we tabled from uh, last uh, last episode uh, one that you seen that I was going to throw onto my my uh, 31 that I haven't seen yeah and that is 1977's house, house <laughs> what,
0: what did you think man
1: Lance I wanted to not message you but fucking call you and ask uh-huh. you what the fuck did you have me watching <laughs> I could not get into this. It was...
0: You mean you didn't like the musical was, number early when they were in the little village no, and at the shoe shop and singing that song? No. Like, we work, we work, we love to work all day.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't like that. I didn't like the damn piano tune that kept playing over and over. It The, the young... Uh, this is uh, from Japan, right? Oh,
0: it's definitely Japan, dude. 187% 100, yeah,
1: Japanese. The young uh, Japanese girls kind of, <laughs> a lot of the time, kind of made me feel like I was wrong for guilty. watching this. A little guilty for <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the the when they're like in trouble, the sounds they're making. I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> somebody outside my windows might think I'm listening to damn porn or something. <laughs> and it, I I like weird, but this was way out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I I wasn't prepared for this. What is that Japanese schoolgirl obsession,
1: man? What I I don't know. And then you had a. You had characters named Kung Fu and
0: <laughs> and, and, and and
1: gorgeous <laughs> and clearly, you know, they're just telling you what what this main what this girl is good for with their names and sure, I I, I couldn't get into it. It was it was just too far out there for me. Hey, dude,
0: at least you checked it, checked the box.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's got it's a it's it's a, a cult classic. It, it has its followings. And I, I it's always been on the list. and then when you said you watched it and it was on HBO Max, I was just like, okay, let me let me scratch it off the list. I inspired you. Yeah, you did. Uh, will I ever watch it again? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> I, no, I', I I'll, I'll say this is probably better if you watch it in a group
0: or in a or in a green, in a green just,
1: area. Yeah, either or because it's so weird. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, you probably maybe. A, might be good. Yeah, it, it. You not a bad idea. Because I, I'm very interested to hear what Phil would have to say watching this movie.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm glad you watched it, man. We, we both checked it off the list. We'll, we'll probably never yep. look back at it, quite frankly. But you know,
1: who knows? Yeah. It definitely was uh, an experience. Alright, uh, we'll move on? Yep, uh, you're number 28.
0: Speaking of experiences, uh, Netflix movie from last year that I talked about it on the show. It's uh, It was my Cool of the Week. I cheated, remember? Mm. This is the most terrifying film I've seen in a long time. I mean, it's just almost evil what they put this poor family through. But uh, his house on uh, Netflix, um, Mm -hmm. it's a British film. Now, this is what disappoints me. I looked to see what the director had coming up. His name is Remy Weeks, and he's obviously a UK director. There's no doubt because it's all, you know, filmed in London. And um, we had our wonderful Doctor Who in uh, playing uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Smith, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: he's David Tennant and Matt Smith. Those okay. are the only two Doctor Who's I know.
0: Yes. He was kinda, he's kind of like Doctor number 27,000 or whatever. But, uh,
1: yeah, uh, right man. in
0: there. Yeah, it, you know what? I can't really add too much to what we covered on the show, our regular show, so go back and listen to that where I mentioned it as my Cool of the Week or... Go two shows back and listen to Marcus's review, but um, actually Marcus inspired me to check this out. I know you watched it last year. It would have been an yeah. easy top ten. It's just pure terror. It's like the ultimate trying to escape from something and not being able to escape, getting dragged back, being dragged by demons, being dragged by guilt, being dragged
1: by oh yeah circumstances. Like the reveal of the the girl. Uh, it's dude. what he what he did I was just like blown away yeah. did great it's absolutely
0: it's heart it's heartbreaking man it's just
1: it hits hard yeah, the main main actress in it is uh, she was in uh, Lovecraft Country
0: yep never got a chance to see that and it's already been cancelled
1: so um,
0: I didn't like the book I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of Love Country, the book The
1: show was great Lance, I, I recommend it
0: Maybe I'll it, go back it, and maybe somebody will pick it up too, right?
1: I'm hearing rumors that uh, because they, they, they had planned a second season and I know it was uh, very well liked that first season and it, it was uh, nominated for awards so it just kind of shocked everybody that HBO dropped it. Maybe, maybe the subject matter was a little too heavy for HBO, or I don't know.
0: Well, I think you might have just sold me then. Um, but yeah, his his house. anybody who hasn't seen it, if you have Netflix, and you're paying that seventeen or eighteen dollars a month that Garrett talked about on the last show, it's <laughs> somewhat criminal not to watch it.
1: Uh, agreed. All right, number 29, I'm heading over to Phillip's favorites, Paramount Plus, <laughs> a.k.a. CBS All Access in disguise yes. for the new Paranormal Activity no! next weekend.
0: <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to watch this. I don't care how good a review you're
1: making. I 100% enjoyed the last twenty minutes of this movie. I
0: hate paranormal activity movies, dude. So what's up with this one?
1: Okay. the The premise is uh, a girl finds out. Uh, I don't. I, I think she already knew she was adopted, but she she finds out who her mother was and who her family is, and it, basically, her mother comes from an Amish community. Right. So she's Ouch. shooting a documentary okay. about meeting her. Uh, Biological family, her her okay. bloodline. Okay, and that that's what sold me on on this. Basically, it's a it's a reboot. Is uh, we were getting away from that that whatever five six mm-hmm. movie long storyline that the rest of the franchise was. Fresh storyline, new faces. L-
0: literally, like you uh, don't even get an after credit scene or anything. No, huh? Nothing
1: to do with them Okay. Uh, uh, the of course uh, I did appreciate the the updated technology because you know we're, we're of course we're not using camcorders and okay you know the the cameras are gonna it, it look more polished and, and that made sense because of the updated you know cameras and sound but Lance buddy it took so long to get to that last half, that that last act. It took so fucking long. And <laughs> a lot of during that, what
0: a lot of footage of people like setting up cameras and screwing in the cameras on setting
1: up cam- cameras, talking to the obviously uh-huh. Amish people that don't want to be bothered or don't want to talk about what you know if, if something strange happened. You know, they clearly it's clearly the the warning signs that get the fuck out of there you oh my know. god there's something strange going if, on but
0: if i was if i wasn't afraid it. we're gonna get sued or taken down off podbean, i would definitely pay weird al's amish paradise at closing this, this show <laughs> out
1: but i did really enjoy the third act when okay. shit actually went down I, I i liked it they did some uh some cool stuff with the camera because okay. uh, there was a part in the movie where he was showing the little Amish kids uh, the features on his camera where he can slow the frames down and slow motion and there was a part where they was running from something and he accidentally hit the button and uh, a couple couple frames was uh, slowed down and uh, completely different storyline from the the witches you know this one mm-hmm. had to do with a demon okay. And basically, the Amish people—they're the Amish community—wasn't who they were really claiming to be, and I like that whole aspect. But that—that that might offend some people. Oh, everybody's offended now, <laughs> it was, but it just—it had potential to be one of my favorites out of the franchise. But that—that okay. first—that first hour was completely just kind of rough run of the mill what you expect you know just talking talking in front of the camera something strange happens mm-hmm. like a door opens by itself and then more talking <laughs> and then.
0: I get it I get it um, I, but you know what I guarantee you I'm paying my monthly dues for Paramount Plus so fuck it man why not I'll check it out. Yeah, let, I'll check it out.
1: You'll you're you're going to hate it, Lance.
0: Oh, even the even the third act, you think? <laughs>
1: um, I think you'll find some entertainment in it, but I I all know right. how you feel about the franchise and uh, I think you'll probably think it's just probably more of the same.
0: Out of respect for just you, I'm going di- to watch it.
1: Different setting.
0: I'm going to watch it out of I respect
1: for it. you, man. Hey, we're all we're all paying for the streaming stuff, so might as well check out what they're offering.
0: What, was that number 29? Yeah. Uh, we're on the home stretch, aren't we?
1: Yes, we are. All
0: right. My 29, I, I actually watched a good copy of a movie that I tried to kind of cheat and sail the seas and watch that did not have subtitles earlier in the, the month. Um, uh, this is one I had to watch, though. It's on Hulu now streaming. It's called Gaia. Or uh, Gaia or whatever. Have, have you seen it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I saw it uh, uh, last year, I think. Or neither last year or earlier this year. I,
0: I want to know your impressions of it.
1: Uh, it definitely wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Nor nor I. Uh, uh, definitely a little bit of a slow burn in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like the cast. Uh, the storyline intrigued me because I was very curious on the the father and son that she the the main actress came across because mm-hmm. I wanted to know uh, why they was out there. And I did uh, the makeup effects on. Uh, I I don't the know mu- spoiler, the, mush- but, the
0: mushroom man.
1: Yeah, I thought they looked really fucking cool.
0: Yeah, it was and
1: good special effects, I suppose. I guess you would call this a uh, kind of eco horror-ish.
0: Yeah, I guess. that. See, that's the problem for me, man. There wasn't a strong enough story as to why they were just right there and as to why the, you know, the Gaia or whatever only popped up in that one part of the world. Because <clears throat> the Gaia theory is like, you know, we're – Earth is its own, like, uh, self-sustaining life form. And we're kind of like viruses or cockroaches scuttling across, you know, Mother Earth, if you will. And um, I don't know, man. I was I was disappointed. I did not get what I wanted out of this. I thought it was going to be a little bit trippier. Um, I thought that it was going to be a little bit more lush than it was, which it started out that way because they had some great... Visuals early on like where they were showing kind of like the you know the uh, rainforest river or whatever and then they would show it in reverse but a little bit disappointed man I expected a a better story more fulfilling and why the fuck they kept changing languages and the way they were talking is totally beyond me you know it's like if you're going to do whatever that language was, I don't know if that was German or some kind of Nordic or whatever. Um,
1: yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a bit odd that yeah, it, it was subtitled one minute, and then they were speaking English the next.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like our family, where we speak what's called Spanglish, where it's like a little <laughs> bit of Spanish, a whole lot of English, and, you know, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Uh, Man, I wanted this to be in my top ten, but it shall not be. But it's definitely checked off the box, so not too mad with it.
1: All right. Uh, Number 30 for me is another one you checked out uh, last episode, and that is The Uh Abominable Doctor. Is it fives?
0: Yeah, you checked it out. Nice.
1: Very nice. Five. First time watch for me. Uh, I, it's 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 been on the docket for me to watch. Okay. For forever. Um, I was uh I was entertained. It was definitely trippy. Nice. Uh, I liked the storyline of him kind of applying these uh these ten plagues or five, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Kind of using that. Very uh kind of definitely had the. Moments of House of Wax in there. What what he was doing with those wax sculptures?
0: Yeah, and was was I right? He was like the original Jigsaw,
1: right, with some of his yeah. concoctions and machines that he made. And it was kind of weird. Kind of, I'm looking at it now. Uh, it, it makes sense now. It's labeled as a comedy horror because there was <laughs> uh, comedic horror. elements, okay. especially with the some of the the law enforcement in this. <laughs> yeah. Like the the scene where uh, the the one guy got frozen in his car.
0: Yeah, yeah, very British. And for
1: some reason, the guy, the 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 one cop is like demonstrating to the detective how it, the, how the machine the works, and it. they just leave the machine on. Yeah, I AG, was like, why do you why did you leave the machine AG on? pointed
0: that out too. <laughs> it's funny, man. You gotta admit, it's a fun movie, right?
1: Yeah, it's a fun movie. I, I definitely like the one trap. How uh, he made the one doctor have to perform surgery right. to get the key from his own son before the the acid was gonna drip on his face.
0: Dude, that's got that's fucking saw written all over it, right?
1: Yeah, this is a movie from 1971 that's doing this. So I thought that was uh, pretty crazy that they were doing that back then. And uh, Vincent Rice, he's he's great in everything he does. So definitely i wish they wouldn't have put the reveal of his face on the poster
0: i do too yeah because that was really late in the movie where you actually got to see
1: that yeah so i i, I would probably say that, that overall i had a, a fun time watching it but me seeing the poster because i you know i like to post posters when i when i'm watching stuff and there was a poster with the reveal of his face right smack there in the middle, and I was yeah. just kinda like oh. And they
0: and they didn't show that until like the last ten minutes. A lot of a lot of Phantom of the Opera
1: there, huh? Yeah, I say Phantom of the Opera, House of Wax. Mm-hmm. Saw.
0: Good good. Gonna go the saw, other way. Good. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good watch.
0: Alright. Yeah, it's what I'll probably rewatch it, dude. I mean, it was really, it was cool. Had that '60s. It almost—I expected Austin Powers to jump out and say, "Oh, behave."
1: Yeah, especially at the the, the, the little club, yeah. with the—they're <laughs> clearly people, but they were supposed to be like robots or something. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was amazing, dude. Um, yeah. So you're glad you watched it, right?
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: All right. I'm going back to to Kittyville here. (laughs) Because we had, um, on the 30th, when we had a big birthday party going on, we had to um, pacify the kids a little bit. So I was able to knock out my two final movies then. And um, the last one won't be a surprise when I tell you what it is, because it is an annual watch for me. But this one was a first-time watch. Um, And I'm not mad that I watched it. It was a Nickelodeon production. Fun Size, Brian. Have you ever seen it?
1: I saw it when it originally came out a long time ago.
0: Man, you want to talk about feeling dirty about those Japanese girls. (laughs) Victoria Justice and Jane Levy. Of course, this was 10 years ago, right? They've grown up a lot since then, but uh, were they legal during the filming? But maybe I should just quit talking and... Not a not a terrible movie, man. It was it was kind of fun. Uh, Any time there's a a comedy that takes place on Halloween night, I'm all about it. And that that little uh, bratty kid that was just running around wearing the underwear and and a tie or yeah. whatever everywhere. Um, it, it's not going to be joining the, the 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 annual Halloween watch. But uh, again, this <laughs> seems to be all about checking off the boxes, and I've checked this one off. So. Eh, check it out if you want to. Fun
1: size. Alright, my last one for um, 31. My number 31 uh, is a horror anthology. I believe came out uh, this year, I think. Let me double check. Yeah. Uh, nope, came out last year. And it is Bad Candy.
0: Uh, I've heard about this one.
1: It's It's fine. It's... It it's a collection of you know, different little short little stories that are put in here that uh it stars uh Zach uh is it Zach Gallagher from from uh Zach Gallagher from uh Gremlins. Okay. The, the main guy.
0: Yeah, it sounds Corey Taylor
1: nice. from Slipknot.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Match made in heaven, right?
1: Yeah, well, they they play a couple guys working at a radio station. Uh-huh. and uh, Corey Taylor's character is uh, the the disc jockey named Chili Billy. I guess uh, every hot October he tells uh, scary stories uh, on the on his radio show. Uh, I don't know, man is it is it good at least? It's Lance. It's typical anthology some stories are better than others it's it's a it's an independently made movie so you're if you're expecting a big big budget mm-hmm. effects and stuff like that it's not here okay. I, I can appreciate the 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 independent re- releases you know because I, I like I like when directors and filmmakers work with what they got and some stories I didn't care for some I did I I enjoyed but that's with most horror anthologies you know most of them aren't perfect and I think for the most part uh, those were the two main people I recognized in it because I'm looking through the cast list
0: absolutely absolutely no one else you've ever heard of right
1: yeah okay but it it was fine it's uh, come to find out it's there's many many anthologies based on the Halloween season that you could choose from and chose this one. Uh, I wasn't mad at it, but it definitely wasn't a a highlight of uh, my October.
0: Well, highlight of my October was the final film that I watched, which I've got to check out every Mm -hmm. year. And another mad shout out to HBO max dude. HBO max has just gotten me through this Halloween season. They're, they're so good. They're so much better than Netflix and a little bit cheaper. So, um, you knew I was going to watch
1: trick or treat, Brian. Oh yeah. I've got a, I've got a, I I got it in this year too.
0: I've got a tattoo, man. I've got a Sam tattoo on my back. So it's going to be an annual event. Um, granddaughter, all the grandchildren love it. All the kids love it. AJ loves it. I love it. Who doesn't love trick or treat, man? Who doesn't love candy? Who doesn't love Halloween stories? Who doesn't love, you know, tying tying anthology stories together and actually making, you know, a, a film that uh, is criminal that they have not come out with the Trick or Treat Part Two. This was just It's, it's an anthology movie done right, man.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, um, you know, like I like what I said about Bad Candy. You know, it's an anthology where some are gonna be better than the others, but. I think Trick or Treat is like the standard for horror anthology. I,
0: I couldn't agree more. It all takes place in the same town and you see cameos of different characters from different stories walking through in the background on every other story. So there's there's no doubt about it, man. Doherty knew what he was doing on this one. I wish he would quit making fucking Godzilla movies and please, please go back to just anthology horror. If you're listening, which I'm sure he is. I think he's one of our number one oh. fans, but... Um, yeah. He's always listening. There will never be a Halloween until the day I die that I do not watch Trick or Treat.
1: I said it. All right. We made it. 31.
0: That wraps us up. We'll do it a little
1: bit... Yes, it does. A
0: little bit differently next year, but... Uh, <clears throat> In the meantime, Brian, what do we say? Just signing out or what? Until next year?
1: Until next year, everybody, be safe.